Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. What's the best way to reduce? Eat plenty or starve yourself? 30 pounds in just 18 weeks, Jenny Craig totally worked. I love to eat, but overeating made it impossible to lose weight. My body wants bread and I'm gonna give my body what it wants. Oh my God. <laughs> so I lost Naturally. Medical studies prove that overeating is the number one reason for weight gain. If you need to lose weight, you sleep in that Welcome to Fad Camp, a podcast that throws a comedy eye over our societal obsession of diets. Now, a little disclaimer, we are not health experts, but we are fad diet connoisseurs. I'm your host, comedian Grace Mulvey. And I'm your co-host, Connor Dowling. Welcome to Fad Camp. Hello and welcome to this new episode of Fad Camp. Connor, how are you getting on? Hey, I'm getting on great. Grace, how's it going? Connor is squirming because he knows what the topic is I'm, today. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm delighted. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? It's the fact that you chose this topic. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to discuss it, but Connor basically, I'm just going to tell you, this topic basically is about missed periods Um during... Like in school, when you miss a when period. When you miss a period of, when, of class. Yeah. Or... or because that has nothing to do with diet culture. Yeah. <laughs> Missed periods, as yes. in uh, your menstrual cycle. Yes. Going missing, going mm-hmm. lost. Who? Where is it? Who can find it? Who knows? And um, when during very times of particularly um, restrictive dieting or excessive exercise, that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Yeah. And it was funny because this topic came up. We've just, we've briefly mm-hmm. touched on it, but we didn't decided to dedicate a full episode to it because. Our last episode, we had an amazing letter from a listener, Asher. Yes. Who they mentioned that their period stopped during a particularly yes. uh, restrictive dieting phase they were going mm-hmm. through. And then Connor messaged me during the week and he's like, you had that issue before. So I was like, oh, thanks for remembering that, Connor. Yes, um, I never forget. And then you were like, I think you should do a yeah. topic, an actual episode on it. Which It's just gas that you picked this. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, I should yeah. talk. Well, you were, like, you were like, you were like, should should I take the reins on? I was like, no, I want to explain periods <laughs> to you and our listeners. I want to explain your body to you, <laughs> yeah. Grace. But it was, it was uh, in Christy Harrison's new book, In the Wellness Trap, mm. she mentioned it as well, yeah. having happened to her in, in one of her bouts of extreme kind of dieting. And she, I believe there's a name for it. There is a name for it. Yes. And Connor, what's so gas to me is that 
I wasn't sure there was enough in this for a full right. episode. Like sometimes we kind of touch on topics yes. and we're like, oh, that might be a full episode mm-hmm. topic. And of course, nine times out of ten. Yes, there's more. It, there's it. more to yeah. it. And what blows my mind yeah. is that I thought this it was so random that this happened to me. Yes. And then once I looked into it, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this pretty much is such a madly like reoccurring mm-hmm. issue for mm-hmm. women and no one talks about it because everyone feels really weird about it yeah. and everyone then and doctors don't really know that much about it like general GPs mm-hmm. and stuff it's not really uh, educated anyway long story short that's the reason why we came to this topic it does have a name I'm going to butcher yes. it again this is wait. the classic this is a nice new trend we yeah. found in Fat the Camp. drinking game <laughs> of Fat Camp if Grace can't <laughs> pronounce a medical term correct. I'm Side note, on or a hol- doctor's name. <laughs> <laughs> on on holiday, I just came back from a holiday in Italy, <clears> and uh, with my family, and we were playing the board game Pandemic. If anyone's played, it's a great board game, okay. very frustrating. But um, this, <laughs> the cards are like names of cities around the world. It became like such a joke how I could not pronounce those <laughs> cities. I couldn't pronounce it. I could, like my, my brother and sister were literally pissing themselves laughing. They were like, how are you this bad? And I was like, actually, no, I think I might have a condition. Right. Because <laughs> yeah. on FADCAP, it's constant. So mm-hmm. I tried, to, I got my sister-in-law who's a nurse to try help me um, <laughs> say this late last night. And now I completely forget what she told me. So it's called, the condition is called hypothalamic, hypothalamic, Amenoria. Amenoria. Hypothalamic. I'm going to show you so that you can like, see if you can read that out. Hypothalamic amenoria or amenorrhea. Amenorrhea automatopoeia. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to I'm going to refer to it as HA. Okay. Just as a downgrade. Got it. But listen, you got to hear it once. I hope you had a shot or whatever. Grace mispronounced (laughs) something again. Um, No, but I think it's, I think that was the thing when I saw that in the book that I was like, okay, so this is a documented thing, but I've only ever heard of it anecdotally, particularly from your story. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned a few times, but particularly around, I think it was the, um, the motivation yes, uh, days yeah, uh, yeah. that's one of our podcast episodes yeah. uh, and then hearing Ash talk about maybe hearing about other women or if you know people have like kind of interruptions with like birth control mm-hmm. or plan B and mm-hmm. stuff like that um, but I, I just that's about the extent of my yeah, knowledge yeah, on yeah, it really yeah. like you know and I never want to hear about periods yeah. again that's what Connor said he's like he's a real dude right now he's like that's it I'm like, that's like, all there is to it guys what more could you possibly need to know we've named it end of story because they keep going on about it yeah. every month they're like yep yeah. and yep and yep <laughs> this becomes basically the most the most toxic bro yeah exactly <laughs> everything you say prepare to be challenged yeah yeah today. yeah like I'm just going to tell you what I think yeah. periods are like mm, I don't know if that tracks with my experience <laughs> Yeah. So, just to go back to the episode that we were talking yes. about, um, if you want to go back and listen to the motivation episode, that's basically the episode that scarred me the most <laughs> in dieting. Um, you can relive my trauma in a very hilarious way by listening to that episode. But I do talk about it briefly. When I was in uh, my most restrictive, uh, on my most restrictive diet, at the time I was eating less than about 1,200 calories a day. I was exercising excessively I had lost about four stone in about eight months okay which um four stone is 14 by 4 28 56 pounds okay all right just for our American listeners I know you guys don't like the stands Mm -hmm. uh the metric system but um so I that was an incredibly large amount of weight in a short amount of time I stopped having my period for about four months right and I went to a GP about it how, how far in, like after four months? Were oh, you I'd like, say, I'd say I was, yeah, it must have been halfway through motivation. I stopped getting it because, like, if you think about it, if I lost four stone in eight months, okay, you're probably talking about the first 
three stone probably happened in like I remember a stone yeah. happened in a month yeah yeah, and then it got harder because Which that's that's always the sell for every diet with, yeah. is they're like lose a stone in four weeks because yeah. of course you're going to lose like 11 pounds <laughs> in water weight let's talk about what happens after that <laughs> yeah, 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 every yeah, yeah. pound will be a battle <laughs> <laughs> lose a stone in four weeks and then we'll shoot you and yeah. we'll lose all the weight yeah. uh, so basically uh, so I'd say I lost the, like most amount of weight in the first say four months and then after that it was like an absolute like up and down up and down all the craziness you go through yes but my my the stress of it and my, the stress I was putting my body through it definitely went into like fight or flight mode wow. and uh, <clears throat> or famine mode as they call it mm. um, and that's when my period stopped so I went to the doctor but I went to the doctor like it's so funny my period stopping was not in any way what I was worried about. Right. Like, I, I was not a person who was like, oh my God, my period stopped. Like, there's something wrong with my fertility or mm. my body. I literally was just like, I got, oh my God, I can't lose any more weight. What's wrong with yes. me? Like, you know, I didn't care at yeah. all. Like, again, that's what diet culture does to you. Yeah. You just care about the weight, the number on the scale. You don't care. Ignoring the health, signals of health your body. Health issues, red flags, red, literally red flags. <laughs> no red flags. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm pretty sure it's called a red flag in the first place. <laughs> no red flag. So I went to the doctor and the doctor, first of all, just said like, oh, it was like I mentioned everything else. And then, oh, yeah, I haven't got my period yeah. in like four months. And he was like, oh, OK. And then he goes, are you pregnant? And I was yeah. like, well, unless it's the immaculate conception, because yeah. like sex is the last thing on my mind. <laughs> During that time, I was like, absolutely not. And, um, and then I was like, is that? Maybe the Virgin Mary didn't know she was pregnant for ages. <laughs> she was on a diet. She's yeah, on she was on a diet. diet. She's like, I'm doing my watchers yeah. counting points. Um, and then they're like, you're pregnant with God's child. And she's like, oh, okay. But um, so, and the doctor basically kind of didn't have any, he was, he just went like, yeah, that's ha- that happens sometimes. Yeah. It was very vague. Like, yeah. And the more I looked into it then, I was like, this is kind of the response that everyone's getting okay. on this, right? So when Asher brought it up, I was like, okay, this must be a more prevalent issue for people. You know and, what I mean? And can I ask you, in that time in your life, are you is that a kind of a conversation among your female friends? Like, oh, and also I've lost my period. And they're like, oh, shit, I hate when that happens. Or is this something you're keeping to yourself? Honest to God, I, I was 24, 25 at the okay. time. Like, you know... Your mates talk to you about your period, but it'd be very like, oh, the cramps, oh, mm-hmm. the whatever. I don't think I ever mentioned it to anyone. Mm-hmm. I think I said it to my sister. I, but like, I don't think I met, I don't think it was a big deal at all. And because you see, when you're in your kind of early 20s, and this is going to be a huge generalization, but like, you're not really thinking about right. kids mm-hmm. or your fertility. Mm-hmm. Like in your 30s, it's a totally different sure, sure. mindset. Yes. So, I don't think I ever brought it up with people. I And I maybe, I don't think there was a shame thing in it. I just think it was something I wanted to ignore because I was so like, lose the weight. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, mm. when you are losing weight on, on a diet and you're in that mind frame, nothing matters other than getting the weight down. Oh, totally. So like, again, that's why like, you'll ignore twinges in your knee. Yeah. You'll cause yourself serious injury. Injury. Like, if you're feeling yeah. faint, a headache yeah. any of these things that happen from like cutting out like a load of calories. Because just people like, are complimenting you left, right yeah. and center and you're going to yeah. do anything to keep that going. Mm-hmm. So my period did come back eventually and um, I actually can't remember how long it took, but it took a while. And that was when I had started to kind of like, <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't go from like uh, a really restrictive diet to like a healthy mindset. Right. Like most yeah. people, I went back to my binging and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But weirdly, because my body, I think just I had stopped doing that insane diet. It just was like, boom, period time. Wow. But I have noticed since it has affected things since. Stress-wise, if I get really stressed, 
my body in that kind of goes into that fight or flight mode again, it will stop again. Mm-hmm. And I remember really weirdly, I one time was like really out of a job for ages and it was a very stressful time, blah, blah. And I stopped getting it again. Um, and I was kind of like controlling my eating again. All of it's linked. And uh, I got a phone call to say I got a job. And I swear to God, Connor, <laughs> I bent period. down. And I got the worst cramps. <gasps> Went to a bathroom, wow. got my period. Isn't that? Because wow. it was like relief yeah. flooded yeah. my body. Mm. And I was like, it was like, oh my it's God. bleeding time, baby You girl. were just like clenched. <laughs> and the job was, was just like, like yeah. and unclenched. <laughs> <laughs> That's how powerful my pelvic oh floor my was. God. Yeah, exactly. So like That's fascinating. It is. It's mad. Like and yeah. stress just plays a huge part in these things now. Yeah. But stress related to food is a huge thing. So let's wow. like that was obviously just anecdotally my story. Sure, sure. Um now I'm just bleeding all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't stopped since. <laughs> it's been one big period since. <laughs> you know that scene from Carrie and the Shining <laughs> every day. Um if anything, I'm gonna start dying again because I'd really love to stop. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, thankfully, what's great about this, straight off, if there's anyone listening who is going through this um, or has noticed these things, it can be undone actually quite easily from what I've read and from my own experience. These are things aren't like, you know, forever. However, of course, if people are in really long extended periods of restrictive dieting, excessive exercise, it can affect them longer term. Yeah. So let's go into it. HA, as I like to call it. H-A. Which never have to say the name again. Yeah. <laughs> HA is when you're, oh, this is going to kill me. I swear to God, oh there's another God. word I'm after going to. Right. Grace, Grace, let me. Let no, me no. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Let I got me, this. let me. HA, this is on me, okay? Yeah. HA is when your hypothalamus causes your period to stop. Common causes include excessive exercise, stress, and undereating. Okay, so what is HA? It's a condition where you don't get your period or menstruate because of a problem involving your hypothalamus. Um, your hypothalamus is the control center in your brain. It regulates many of your bodily functions, such as temperature, hunger, and certain aspects of reproduction. Um, I'm not going to go into kind of the hormones and stuff like that. A lot of it has to do with estrogen. Okay. Okay, a lack of estrogen. Um, so this, we don't want to get too technical about it, but I do think a bit of history yeah, about this is, is interesting, definitely. right? So your amenorrhea... <laughs> If there's a doctor listening, I'm sure they're actually like... <laughs> they're shouting they're, at their they're podcast. Shouting, yeah. They're shitting themselves right now. <laughs> um, is, when your menst- is, your, is when you don't get your menstrual period. So there's two types of am- amenorrhea. There's the primary one. Um, the primary am- amenorrhea is when you haven't got your first period by 16 or within five years of puberty. And your secondary amenorrhea, which is what we're going to be talking about today, is when you've had regular periods, but you stop getting your period for more than three months. So more okay. than three months, okay. right? Um the HA, which is what we're talking about, is a type of secondary amenorrhea, right? Okay. So how common is HA? It affects about 1.62 million women and people assigned female at birth between the ages of 18 and 44 in the United States and 17.4 million women and people worldwide, right? 17.4 million people worldwide. Is that like a year or do we know? Um this, it, I don't know if that's a year, but like, I imagine it is. I mean, like, it just says it affects that many women or, or people. Yeah, I imagine it will be a year because, to be honest with you, the way, like, yeah. you can say me, like, it affected me, what, in one year? Yeah. But then I've, I came out of dieting. Yes. I mean, listen, I don't have, I don't have the answer to that question right now. So that's a huge amount of people. Yeah. To be honest with you, that, and also, if that is per year, which I imagine it is, you're talking like, 
that affecting people at different times of their lives between the ages of 18 and 44, that's a quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, so a lot of people will get this at some point in their lives if they're, if they're really experiencing diet culture in a certain way. So what causes it, right? So there's several body, bodily um, processes that it affects. Um, so reasons basically, you stop, you, you stop, your hypothalamus stops secreting hormones, which include not eating enough or restricting food, poor nutrition, excessive exercise, emotional or psychological distress, mm-hmm. low body fat, or having an eating disorder such as anorexia nervosa. Because when I brought this up with my sister-in-law, who's a nurse, um, I mentioned this. I was like, have you ever heard this before? And she goes, yeah, it's quite common in anorexia. Right, okay. So <clears throat> straight away, I was like, interesting. And because what I found so interesting about this is obviously when I went to my doctor, because I was still um, was considered overweight, even though, like my BMI said I was still overweight, I had lost such an insane amount of weight. Yeah. Apparently, I can never get into the normal weight frame. Like, the BMI just has it out for yeah. me, right? It never, I don't think, would have occurred to the doctor that this is what's happening to me because I don't look like a person who would have had. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, like bigger, people in bigger bodies oh. are always like, they can suffer eating disorders yeah. as, as much as anyone else. Oh, yeah, because they're just, like, if they're literally just looking at, like, physically looking at your body shape yeah. and size and then the number of the BMI, that the category that you fall into, yeah. they're like, well, it couldn't be anorexia. <laughs> because apparently I'm a be... walking bit of blowover company. <laughs> and, they're like, and they're like, not you. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you tried losing weight? You're like, oh, I'm going to strangle someone. <laughs> I'll never get my period again. I'm yeah. so stressed out. Um, but often it's a combination of all of these factors yes. that lead to HA, right? Like too, exercising too much and not eating enough calories. And experiencing calories. a ton of stress and in, yeah, through, and throughout that. Like. that and another thing is when people go through really stressful things like death or, you know what I mean, like this can happen mm-hmm. to them as well. Um, not them themselves go through death. <laughs> Sorry. God. <laughs> because obviously I when you it die, stop. it's the ultimate period yeah. stopper. But <laughs> when they are grieving is what I meant. Um, so basically puts your hypothalamus into survival mode which we've heard about before survival mode famine mode fight or flight and putting certain bodily processes and functions on hold so that it can focus on more important ones like breathing Mm. how mental oh my god just keeping the lights on basically that's basically it it's like the building's falling around you and you're like I just want to keep the lights on here yeah Um, Yeah, we can't spring for central heating at the moment (laughs) But, but the lights will stay on yeah. and that's about the best we can do. Like. We're not going to get any, any aircon on yeah. during this summer heat wave, but we just want to keep the lights on. Yeah. When it comes to your menstrual cycle, um, uh, without sufficient levels of your um, hypothalamus, um, ovulation and menstruation stop. We often think of athletes or Olympians as having this, mm-hmm. which I'm going to touch on yeah. because I actually didn't think of this. I feel like I have heard that. Really? Yeah, I, feel I, like, yeah. I know for things like, I always heard about things like, say, uh, ballet, which I did look up, yeah. ballet and gymnastics, mm-hmm. stopping um, your, you kind of going through puberty, kind of delaying puberty and, right. and periods and stuff like that. But when I kind of looked into it, it affects a lot more athletes than we believe, like tennis players and stuff like that. I've started to talk about it. But anyway, we'll talk about that later in the episode, but I didn't know that. Um, Which makes all those tampon commercials with like tennis players and athletes (laughs) that bit more fucking bullshitty. I love they were just like, I'm not not promoting something I've never had to use. Do you know what I also want to talk about very quickly is that uh, Wimbledon, Make everyone wear white. Oh, and like that's just that's like, just not asking fair. for yeah, trouble. That like, is. and like the women are always wearing those short skirts because I'm pretty sure they're forced to. They can't mm-hmm. wear the long shorts like the lads. Like, are you joking me? Anyway, um, 
Okay, so such symptoms, uh, other symptoms that are caused by this hormone imbalance is depression and anxiety, trouble sleeping, low energy, hug, uh, hunger, vaginal dryness, low sex drive, hair loss and headaches, which I will say when you're going, and I've had first had experience of this with um, even like other people talk going through like what I would call eating disorder behavior or mm-hmm. disordered eating behavior, hair loss, right? hair loss and You'll see a lot of women talk about this, the brittleness of your hair, mm. hair falling out, headaches, faintness, as you mentioned, sub, like low energy, constant mm-hmm. low energy. Like all of this can be linked in with HA as well, which is just mental. Yeah. Um, how is it diagnosed? So it's not. <laughs> so yeah. From my experience, it's not really diagnosed. Um, healthcare a male be- doctor just says, oh, I guess it's going to happen sometimes and leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. A male doctor's like, I just think you need to chill. Yeah, he's like, he's just like, no, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> You're like, what? I think that area is disgusting. Yeah, he's like, how dare you upset me? I'm just about to have my lunch. Yeah, like, yeah, come exactly. On. A so, tomato salmon, no. <laughs> He has a bowl of tomato soup. And he's like, I was just about he's to like, eat this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, what a disgusting lunch. Um, yeah. Basically, uh, um, HA, uh, diagno- the healthcare providers diagnose HA after ruling out other conditions that could stop you from menstruating, such as birth, like being yeah. pregnant, which is what they asked me. They're like, they've looked at a very long list that just says, is she pregnant? <laughs> no, like, oh, well then, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny? That's, that's such a, like, women's healthcare issues. Yeah. Like, the, the research done, is she pregnant? No, well, we haven't appraised what's going yeah. on, so... Um, <laughs> Uh, there's blood tests you can do, uh, which will check out your hormone levels. And um, this w- very much if there's any estrogen, if there's mm-hmm. a lack of estrogen. Um, pregnancy test, obviously, and an MRI possibly of your uh, pituitary gland. Right. So really the main, how do you treat it? So the main treatment uh, is lifestyle changes. And mm. what's so funny for the first time ever, do you know lifestyle changes are always given to fat people? Yes. Or like, it just kind of, Actually, most people in life are like, you need to lose weight, yeah. Buster, or like, you need to exercise more. Get more sleep, exactly. meditate, blah, yeah. blah, blah. This one, for the first time ever, lifestyle changes include limiting vigorous exercise, wow. gaining weight, and finding other ways to reduce stress levels. Amazing. For the first time ever, I read those words yeah. on like, like WebMD or like basically a medical website going like, wow, I don't it's, think... It's I'm, like hidden deep yeah, in yeah, the internet. Yeah, yeah. Grace <laughs> found the one website on the internet that was like, what if you try gaining weight? And the rest of the internet was like, wait, what? Well, no, you can't do that. Don't you can't make money off that. I imagine it was like in the terms and conditions, you know, at the end of an ad, it's like, the side effects might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. So your provider may recommend speaking with a dietitian so you can better understand the nutrients your body needs and how many calories you should be eating a day. And again, you see, this is the problem. They can help you determine a healthy BMI. Mm. Well, and work with improving yeah. your diet to support your activity level. What what gets me about the BMI mm-hmm. is again, unfortunately, because of the restrictiveness of yeah. the BMI and our limited view, yeah. you can go back and listen to our BMI episode. It is just almost like this toxic circle. Sure. If you keep asking people to be within a certain BMI, yeah. they're gonna then start restrictive dieting mm-hmm. again to get within that BMI mm-hmm. that mightn't actually have anything to do with their health. Totally. Like it's a problem. Like yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, it's like just it's. It, we're operating with kind of like a limited kind of tool set. Yeah. But if that's what we have, 
if we're able to find a dietitian, like mm -hmm. let's say in your scenario back then, if you were working with someone and they were like, okay, look, the, the the traditional figures are saying you are still in the, say, overweight category of the BMI. I'm pretty sure I was in the blimp category. And I, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I was like, like I was like, I've lost so much weight. So, they were like, so you're you, still blimp? I'm you, actually yeah. that different, like, you're Titanic right now. <laughs> if you look at the chart here, you're actually fatty bombati. Um, <laughs> But no, if, if they can look at the chart and go, okay, look, this is where you are, but you're experiencing anorexia-like kind of symptoms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So therefore, this doesn't apply to you. You need to actually be, yeah. you're, you're healthier and, and safer in a, a slightly higher category. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like sort of using that as a guideline. And listen, I'm sure there are dietitians out there, um, intuitive eating dietitians now are coming up, you know, body mm. neutral dietitians, all this mm. sort of stuff, great stuff that needs to be done. But like, yeah, I think pretty sure when I was yeah. 24, 25, that no. wasn't happening. No, it I wasn't. would have been referred to another dietitian who would have said, "Yeah, listen, you're eating the calories that I would tell you to eat if you wanted to lose weight." Yeah, like, I true. don't know what to, I agree. you know. And like, the one thing they also say here is some people with HA um, should see a mental health professional for cognitive behavior therapy. And I remember, <laughs> um, but I remember that when I was in motivation, they were like, "Oh, some like our." I think it was, I think that, no, I'm, I'm yeah. half remembering this, but like that their instructors did have CBT training. So this is another thing that I was like, you're such a head, like it's a head melt sometimes. I'm not saying, mm -hmm. like I do think we're getting better at this now, but general practitioners are still, unfortunately, overloaded with work and yeah. mightn't have this very specific training on something that I had never heard of before. And it was never mentioned to me when I was going through it. Um, and it's 10 years, roughly, yeah. since that. Don't give away my age. Yeah, since that. <laughs> I was going to say since like, that period. It's been but 84 like, years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the old one from the Titanic. <laughs> Retelling my story. <laughs> but that's how long it's taken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's taken in and around a decade, let's say. Well, yeah, uh, for me to be like, to oh. get some understanding to, to... For me to hear the words for the first time. Yeah. 10 years yes. for me to go, oh, I had yeah. this. And, and, and from yeah. a man. <laughs> <laughs> from a man like Connor Dowling from a man to send me a voice message to go I think uh, you might have suffered from this thing you should talk about it I think we need to look into this thing <laughs> what's your flow bro I, that's how I ended the do you know what's so funny and yeah. I'm going to mention it right now I'm on the rag right now which Amazing. is so funny that's so yeah, yeah, on yeah. point I fall I into that. the communist and I get to talk about this it's great um so for people, you know, they met, they recommend cognitive behavior therapy, especially to people who have eating disorders who are in denial about it. Yeah. And this is the problem, actually. If you were to talk, and this is one tricky, tricky thing, I think that people are going to find anyone who has is suffering from HA, like I was, won't want to talk about it because if the it's like it's a it's like a catch twenty two. If the actual way of getting out of having HA and like undoing this mm -hmm. is gaining weight or yeah. or relaxing yeah. your eating disorder behaviors, which is the first thing that people with eating disorders, the first thing they do is going to go, oh my God. And it's the first thing I yeah. did. If I stop doing this, I'm going to get fat. Oh, I'd rather... Yeah. X, Y, Z, like I yeah. would rather die. I would yeah. rather feel yeah. like shit. I would, you know, yeah. what? pick your extreme. It's like, no, fuck that. That's the absolute last thing I want to do. And I want to ask you, like, did you tell the motivation people that you were Oh, having, yes, yeah. What did they say? Had they even heard of this <laughs> fucking thing that they inflicted you Connor, with? Connor, there was. So I used to have to do like this questionnaire every few weeks because they would just be like to go on your habits. They kind of, I can't really, now listen, I'm half remembering this yeah. as well. So I'm not going to, I have to say like, you know, I'm not going to remember these in specific details, but it was like a rating sort of thing of like, okay. 
and they would ask, have you get, made yourself sick in the last week? Okay. And I'd say yes. Right. Like I was honest. When's oh the last time you had a period? No. And it was never brought up with me. Like it was never talked about. And I just was like, I'm telling you that I'm doing this. And I actually as well at times were like, oh, maybe I should say no that I'm not giving, getting sick because I don't want them to stop me from being on this diet. Yeah. I didn't want them to kick me out. I was paying so much money, I think they were even going to kick me out anyway. It's but pure, like, like addict behavior. You oh, know what I mean? it's very, it's a, totally. you know, you're hiding, you yeah. know, the problems and it's self-destructive. But like, but you did say to them about the... Yeah, I said it in the like questionnaires and stuff. And like, they, I'm pretty there sure, there would never yeah. be a follow-up? No. And, he, and no. but also, quite, what's also quite shocking is that you were making yourself get sick and there was no follow-up on that. Well, I do remember there was only one time I was ever told that maybe I needed to go out and have a good time and it was like just before St. Patrick's Day. Oh God, I remember, but that was like yeah, a, and such I a sad story. And, and it's such a sad story. But I basically had a third week in a row where I hadn't lost any weight. And when I say like, I had this calendar at home. This is bonkers, right? I had a calendar at home that I used to X off every day that I was good. Quote, unquote, that I stuck to the diet. Mm there would inevitably be a day where I'd fall off the wagon mm -hmm. big time because the stress of it was so intense. Yeah. I used to remember on a Friday being like, what am I going to do on the weekend? Like, I'm going to have to like sit in a room all weekend because I can't eat. Like, it was the worst thing to get to the weekend because there was no pattern I could follow. And anyway, I used to, when I missed a day, I would literally like scr like scribble in the date, like almost like put, put a hole in it. I was so frustrated oh in the calendar. I remember my sister's friend saw it and was like, this looks like a serial killer. Serial killer yeah. yeah, no, I know. And I was like, <clears throat> I was like, that's how like I obsessed I was at the time. And like, I'm probably making myself look insane here, but I don't care no, because like, I all. think a lot of people go through this and, and they feel so angry. They yeah. want to punch something. Yeah. And I remember it was the third week. Obviously, wasn't getting my period. Hadn't lost any weight again. I went in and I was like, I'm cycling in at work. I'm going to the gym. I'm trying every new exercise. Like, you know, I'm starving. I was so angry. I was just like, and I was like, I need to take some days off work because I hadn't lost any weight again. I was so devastated. And I went in and I, and I said this to the um, uh, kind of counselor trainer person I was talking to. And she just went, okay, listen, you know, it's, and I said like, and now it's St. Patrick's Day. And so it's a bank, bank holiday. And what am I going to do for three days? Mm. Like, what yeah. am I going to do? And she was like, I think you need to just go out and not think about it and have a few drinks and, and just have a good time. And she was like, honestly, do that and not think about it. Don't go overboard, which I don't know what that means. Like, when you're in mm. a really restrictive dieting phase, you don't know what overboard means. Because I actually, one thing I always found so difficult, and now only when I'm, like, not dieting and sort of just listening to my body, I didn't know what normal meant. Like, what does a normal day look like? I'd only ever been on a diet or extreme or binge eating because or in a reaction to that diet. So you don't know what normal means. You don't know what three meals mean. You don't know what snacking means. You've never listened to your body. So you don't know. So I was like, what does overboard mean? Does it mean two drinks? A beer? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. So anyway... I did go out that weekend and like, I just remember having a miserable weekend because I was so bloated because the moment I ate something that wasn't on my diet, I just remember the entire weekend I was having like a, a terrible time. Yeah. And it was, anyway, sorry, I've gone totally off. No, not there. at all. Yeah. I mean, and I think, you know, because it's, it's, it's in the realm of extremes. Yeah. You know, you're on an extreme diet. So it's hard to then introduce some level of balance or moderation. Oh, I went the total opposite way that weekend. Without just yeah. the whole... A house of cards falling down, like you know what and I mean. And traditionally, St. Patrick's Day is not the no, day that people go for a normal balanced day. Not, you know not what I mean? A, not in Ireland, no. Yeah. Um, 
So that is quite frustrating. But I think I just to bring it back to the HA topic, like the fact that they could put you through this extreme thing, and I'm sure they've had, you know, clients, patients, whatever, who have um, experienced mm. that as well. And that they just are so unequipped with it. Like they well, that it would never, they might not even know the phrase. Like I was never yeah, heard this exactly. phrase before. Do you like know what I mean? Term. So you're yeah. just like, and they're going to offer you some very vague like CBT kind of like, you know, or so, a questionnaire or something. It's just so frustrating. To say to someone who has been like, oh, I've been making myself sick. Yeah. Person, just, just chill out for the weekend. Yeah. Go have fun. It's <laughs> like. How? How? I don't know how to have fun yeah. before, okay? Um, yeah, so that, like, anyway. In some cases, your provider may recommend hormone treatment, birth control pills, or fertility medication to induce menstruation, okay? There's kind of no, like, it, it's most likely going to take about three to six months of consistent treatment to get, begin menstruating again. I would, from my experience, that's kind of what happened. It took a few months and then I was back. Um, to you need to get a normal. new job offer, basically. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. That's, that's, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah. what it says on WebMD. It's like, <laughs> you know, treatments include uh, hormone therapy, fertility treatment, <laughs> and new job offers. Connor, I'm going to tell you, I got that call. I was on the street. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, literally, I was like, yay. Like, and then, out I, of my way. then I bent down oh in such God. pain because my period came. Oh like, it's God. just so that's funny. Is AI taking over? How can I be safe online? Will big tech go bust? For tech's sake, we'll answer all of these questions and more in its new series. I'm Elaine Burke. And I'm Jenny Darmody. And we're back with more experts to help you be a more informed and empowered tech user. For tech's sake is a co-production from Silicon Republic and the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the episode. If you want to hear more bonus exclusive content for FadCamp, make sure to log on to Headstuff Plus and for as little as a fiver a month, you can support our show and other shows in the Headstuff Podcast Network and hear exclusive content from FadCamp. That's bonus episodes, photos, videos. It's a really good time. So we hope to see you there. Now back to the show. How does the condition affect my body? Now, not having a menstrual period may seem harmless. However, it can cause both short-term and long-term problems. Some of the ways not getting a period affects your health is being unable to get pregnant or having infertility, decline in bone health, which mm. can lead to osteoporosis, um, higher risk of cardiovascular disease and skin and hair problems such as hair loss and acne. So you can't get pregnant when you have HA which, because you're not menstruating, basically. Um, that will can be undone again, like treatment, you know, um, it can lead to low estrogen levels. Estrogen is an important hormone in your body. One fu function is maintaining healthy, strong bones. Without estrogen, women and people are at risk of osteoporosis and heart disease. And it also, like, affects your mood. Lack of estrogen may lead to symptoms of depression and anxiety, which uh, for, like, straight away, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what happens. And it's to only going to perpetuate the problem It's further. only going to get worse and worse, yeah. So, listen... <clears throat> I know we just talked about a very depressing thing, but <laughs> I was kind of looking up. I did a little like sort of experiment because I was like, I've never heard of this, right? So I was like, what happens when you Google periods, menstrual cycle, dieting? Okay. What happens what, okay. when you come, or what happens with exercise, yeah. period, exercise, menstrual cycle? The period cycle. diet. The period, I swear to God, Connor. 
I'm just going to read the first few things that came up on Google. Not once on the first page of Google. I don't, didn't even go through how many pages. Not on the first page of Google of any of those things did HA come up. Holy shit. First shakes. thing was, what to eat during each stage of your menstrual cycle? Um, hormone balancing, exercises, foods, nutrition and exercise throughout your menstrual cycle, exercise, diet and periods. What foods to eat during your menstrual cycle? Literally again, again, again. The same thing with the exercise. It was what exercises to do during your menstrual cycle? What exercises to do during each stage of your menstrual cycle? It's not that that's wrong, but I was like, where is HA ever mm. mentioned? And it is not mentioned. So that's crazy. the fact that this would affect 17 million people yes. and the that this was never brought up. I had to accept, I had to specifically Google period loss, restrictive dieting, period loss, exercise. And then it started to come up. But that was only through me knowing that those two things could be linked. If you didn't think those two things could be linked, are you ever going to look it up? Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's kind of what got me where I was like, it's not that like, I just was so surprised that I was like, how have I never heard this? And then, you know, I just did that little experiment, right? So I'm going to go into kind of what, um, where we are now with HA, because basically when I kind of did start looking it up, there's been a few articles it's in the like last year. 20 years ago when you're, when you're 24. <laughs> <laughs> imagine you were like, imagine I was like, I'm just going through menopause right now. Um, no, uh, the other, the opposite end of the spectrum. So I started looking up, in the last year, there's been a pretty big, uptake of articles written about HA, which I was like, this wow. is weird that this yeah. is kind of popping All up again. All written by me. But All like, written yeah. by Connor Dowling, yeah. the expert <laughs> in HA. So charity heads and nutritionists have raised the alarm about the increase in HA. Um, Martha Williams, uh, who is a coordinator with Beat, a eating disorder uh, charity in the UK, said the condition was becoming more widespread and was often seen in people who were not underweight and did not have a low body mass, mass index. Wow. Essentially, us fatties are getting Amazing. a baby girl. Um, there are not exact statistics on the issue, but the majority of people we see have lost their periods and some of these women are not seriously underweight. Some are a healthy weight but have restrictive eating, Williams said. Women often consult their family doctor when their periods stopped, but Williams say, said many GPs did not have the right training to spot the underlying condition and prescribed the contraceptive pill to restart menstruation. So basically GPs kind of don't understand yeah. this so they, yeah. just, they just go well actually if you get if you go on the pill this will bring back your period um, Williams also mentioned the pressure of lockdown uh, was difficult for a lot of people and the message the go oh, the gov the, from the government promoting an hour of exercise a day this in the UK now was not helpful for everyone this, the emphasis on the message was likely quite damaging for someone struggling to regulate their exercise level. So anyone who was like, I became quite obsessive, mm. which a lot of people did, about exercise during the, the pandemic. I started doing like hit workouts every day. And this, this was like during fad camp and everything. But it was almost like something to do. While do you know we were I mean? recording like, the episode, she was like, I don't believe in any of this. <laughs> stuff. The whole time she was recording from an empty CrossFit gym yeah, that yeah, she yeah. broke into to do dry snatches or whatever they're called. Dry Snatches. <laughs> Sorry. What are they dry called? Snatches sounds like vaginal dryness. <laughs> it's all connected. It's all connected. AJ leads you to a dry snatch. What am I going to say? Yeah? <laughs> dry snatches. Imagine like during the episode, I'm like measuring food in front of you. Yeah. And you're like, you're I don't like, know if bullshit. you're doing okay. Um, she added, Williams added, that social media could also be a problem. Could it? Mad. What? Um, because women shared 
edited photos of their bodies, creating unrealistic expectations <laughs> of how people should look. William said fitness influencers would also tell their followers what they ate in a day, which is another thing we mm. have to talk about because this phenomenon of what you eat in a day I know. is killing me. It's yeah. killing me. Um, but the fitness influencers would include how many calories, which did not help those with eating disorders. And just anyone, just fucking anyone, I don't think it helps. Uh, women have been raising... Um, awareness on Instagram about the implications of over-exercise and so-called clean eating, a restrictive diet concept where a person avoids refined foods and uh, sugars and um, processed foods. Chloe Hodgkinson is a personal trainer and she helps girls with disordered eating and HA and their periods based on her own experiences. So this was very interesting, right? As a personal trainer, Chloe Hodgkinson was considered the epitome of good health and when she came off the contraceptive pill, her period stopped. Months passed and despite her doctor saying it was normal for menstruation not to return immediately, she was 25 at the time, or at 25 now, could not, she couldn't shake the feeling that something was going wrong was going on. She said, I told the doctor that I think I undereat and have a weird thing about processed food. She said, however... She said that because her body mass index was not low, she was not taken seriously. Finally, she went to a dietitian specialising in eating disorders. She was told that she had no oestrogen, uh, something the doctors had not noticed. She changed the way she approached exercise and eating and regained her period. Her experiences was not uncommon. Um, and an expert briefing paper shared with the Department of Health and seen on The Guardian, which is where this article comes from, a plethora of stories of young women and men being turned away from serv services, um, from like eating disorder services because they were not deemed underweight enough, right? So basically she set up now this way of helping people because she was just like, this isn't talked about enough. Um, an increasing number of women are losing their periods monthly and they are, uh, they are following a social media trend of restrictive diets and excessive exercise. So she wanted to step in and help these women. She does one-on-one -on -one consultations and stuff like that. I actually, we haven't spoken to her or anything for the podcast. This is just during research that I was like, she was kind of one of the first people that I saw came up as mm -hmm. actually being like, this is a problem. Yeah, we need to talk about it. I'd love you know? to talk to her. Yeah. And like, I mean, look, you know, we always say we're not experts. I'm certainly no endocrinologist, but from, from a lot of what has been kind of said there in some of that research, it does just kind of reinforce the link between you know, the balance of your hormones mm. and your body weight. And what yeah. I'm, what I think I'm hearing in, in my most kind of like unscientific yeah. and un, you know, educated, I'm very uneducated. Uh, well, Connor, you're the expert here. Know, you requested well, yeah. this episode. But I think what I'm, what I'm hearing is that like, you know, you need a certain amount of body fat uh, to correctly process and distribute mm -hmm. uh, estrogen in your body. And I, I, I say that because I've had my own journeys with, on the other side of things, with testosterone, mm. going to the doctor and getting tests, you know, because various kind of like health ailments and mm. stuff like that. And my weight has been, you know, part of the conversation right. of that, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, do, it it is a big factor in it, you know, yeah. so, but it's almost kind of in the opposite direction. It's like in order for there to be a higher amount of testosterone in your bloodstream, your body fat needs to be lower. That's mad. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is that like, women need more fat, yeah, like, is it exactly. like, than men? And yet this leanness that you see online, yeah. mm -hmm. for particularly for women, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, you know, you are just like, but we have more fat than men. Mm -hmm. Like, biologically, exactly, we have more yeah. fat than men. Mm -hmm. It's it, it, That's so interesting, though, yeah. about yours as well. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, it, that's almost like a 
bigger conversation needs yeah, yeah, to be yeah, had yeah, yeah. with like an endocrinologist or someone yes, like that yeah, specialist. Yeah. We're, we're like, actually, us two dumb dumb. We're like, this is yeah, as far yeah, yeah, as we yeah, can yeah, get. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. about this um, Hodgkinson says she gets about 20 messages a day with girls simply wanting answers because they can't find them anywhere else amazing yeah that makes sense she said they can relate to me they see uh, they see old me in them now and I see I've come on the other side they need the support to see that life gets better this side Renee McGregor an eating disorder dietitian said in the past 12 months she has seen this is like like in 2022, she was saying this. The past 12 months, she's seen how she has had 1,000 hours of contact time with clients, and 95% of them have had HA. It's a big problem, bigger than people appreciate, particularly because for so long it has been not that it should be accepted that when people, that women do a lot of exercise, they lose their periods. So the problem was often misdiagnosed with women being turned away from the GP surgeries and told their period had not resumed because their body was getting used to coming off the pill. I had someone last week who was told by a gynecologist that because they do not want children right now, it's not a problem. Mm. But not menstruating has a wider impact on physical and mental health, she says. So that's so mad for someone to be like, well, you don't want a kid right now, so like, what's the problem? But I think even like with birth control, it does, the menstruation cycle does just be this kind of like on-off switch for a lot of people. That's like, yeah. oh, I'll just take this pill yes. and we'll forget yeah. about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, but what's actually happening inside yeah. your body? Like, you know, what I mean? it, it's quite like, you know, we don't know what the implications yeah. are, especially the the average customer, the average user is just like, yeah, I'll just take this pill. My period yeah. stops. I can't get kids. Great. Yeah. But like. I can't get kids. Great. <laughs> yeah, I can't have kids. <laughs> they won't give me, they won't give me kids. Another personal story, right? And I'm going to then go into, um, well, I'll talk, actually, I'll talk very quickly on the uh, female athlete side, right? Because it was only, I wasn't planning on talking about this. I was only planning on talking about HA. And then it was just like female athletes kept coming up again and again. And I was like, how have I not considered this, as I said? So what, okay, 36% of female athletes have ignored missed periods thinking it was normal or in some cases beneficial for an active person, a survey has found. Okay, this is from an article in The Guardian. The female athlete health report um, focused on responses from 769 athletes in the UK assigned female sex at birth to questions concerning their menstrual cycle and body image, right? It found 30% of respondents had been told by a medical professional that period abnormalities were normal given their activity level. Normal. The report stated this indicated GPs and other healthcare professionals were not sufficiently informed about the potential serious health implications of irregular and missed periods. Like, you know the way we're saying we don't have enough <laughs> um, expertise to talk about, even like yeah. estrogen or testosterone in the world. I'm like, well, the fucking experts don't seem to have that much either. I know. <laughs> like, do you know when they're like, they're like, ah, yeah. who knows? Says yeah. you, says I, you know? That's crazy. Um, common reasons for... Um, <laughs> There are, like, other common reasons for menstrual dysfunction, which uh, anyone who's uh, suffered from them knows, such as, like, low energy availability, polycystic ovaries, and such, like, thyroid issues and things like that. But Pippa Wolven, great name, is a That's former a cool athlete name. and co-founder of Project Red S, right, who helped develop the Female Athlete Health Report. She struggled with fatigue, injuries, low moods during her career, uh, but was consistently given the all clear by medic medics to con continue competing. She was finally diagnosed with Red S in 2019 and retired in 2021. Okay, so Red S refers to a relative energy deficiency in sport. And um, 
previously called the female athlete triad, it was characterized by low energy availability due to calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. So this is also an issue, particularly that leads with female um, athletes, um, because like obviously body image and stuff, they're always like pushed to be slimmer yeah. and everything like that. We'll talk about that in another episode. I think it did come up when we did our episode on weight cutting for MMA. Oh, yes. And there was a yes. female yeah. UFC fighter. I think her name was Chris Cyborg. It's a hard name to forget. Uh, it's a cool name. Great name. Yeah. I'm pretty, and she had all sorts of horrible experiences with like cutting weight and, oh, yeah. you know, she like really short space of time cutting very unhealthy amount of weights. And I think, you know, with that. Yeah. And obviously it's easy to kind of write that off and go, oh, well, of course she lost her period. She was doing such an extreme thing. But that's like kind of just yeah. an extreme case that kind of draws attention to it when it is happening in the general public as but well. But it's interesting that Red S basically has quite a link to HA. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's calorie deficit that yes. is causing this low energy, but then also is linked in to losing your period. Yeah, and it's kind of easier to say as well. Red S. Red S. Um, <laughs> shut up, Connor. <laughs> I just got that there. I was like, <laughs> I can't say things properly. Um so um, one um, <coughs> athlete said, my GP told me it was normal to miss my period. I had every red S symptom, but because none of them were that bad, my doctor and coach just let me carry on. I thought it was part of being an athlete, okay? The report looked at athletes' body image as well. 74% of the survey group agreed that they had felt as though they did not look like an athlete. Isn't that interesting? 50% mm -hmm. said they were consciously restricted their food intake in order to improve their performance, while 52% they did so in order to fit in or look the part in their sport. Now that to me... Is so, you look like so foot, like pissed off. I'm so this. frustrated. You actually look so sorry. I had to stop there. I was going to say something, and Connor looks so angry that I like. Did I? Is I was Connor on the ride? Tackle Grace across the table. <laughs> Connor just got his period. Sorry, he's just really pissed off. <laughs> finally, <laughs> finally. No, Grace. I'm just. I'm, I suppose the thought that popped into my head is like, what happened? What happened in the world, in society? What mm. was single moment photograph, movie, mm -hmm. news article popped up in the world that people saw? and went, I'm not good enough. Yeah. I'm not good enough, and I'll never be good enough, even if I'm an elite athlete, mm. even if I have 4% body fat and can run a marathon, et cetera, et cetera, mm. et cetera. There's still someone who looks better than me. My body is, you know, yeah. insert, uh, like, negative self-talk. Like, it's just, it's prevalent everywhere you go. Well, everywhere you go. Do you know what? Even what I get, again... This thing about abs, I'm always so fascinated by abs because you will meet and you'll see athletes and this is where it comes to, they think they should have abs when actually right. you're like, abs for the most part showing mm. is under eating. It's like you not drinking enough water, you know, they'll be more prominent that way. Mm -hmm. If you look at the Olympics in like the 30s and 40s, yeah. the athletes do you kind of look like just random people off the mm -hmm. street? They're obviously very fit people. Yeah. But they don't have those like drawn in abs. And I'm not like, they're, they were the top athletes of the day. So what happened to those normal, like, or Bond? Like mm -hmm. Sean Connery walking around, like good looking lad, walking around, no top on. But then you okay, look Grace, at the Bond. Keep it in your pants. <laughs> Okay, we're, we're in public, sorry, okay? Sorry. <laughs> like, okay, you gotta just start like humping the a little, table here. A little here. bit of chest hair showing, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. It's, those, it's a, it's a sunny nips. day. <laughs> okay, paint a picture for me, why don't you? But then you look at the bonds now mm -hmm. and the definition yeah. in those apps, 
that's where I think we're coming into it. Like, you look at Men's Health magazine. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. The Photoshop done in that. Oh, yeah. Like, the guys must be drinking water for days coming up to it. <laughs> that's the difference, I think, where athletes are like, oh, am I meant to look like... Like, it's so weird now. They're actually the ones who are the fittest. And they're looking probably at the movies and going, oh, shouldn't I be looking like that? Or shouldn't I look like the person on my team when I'm a totally different totally. body. Well, yeah. like, I mean, we were talking before the show, we briefly chatted about Grace Knight's favourite show, Physical 100. Oh, uh, yeah. And if you watch that show to the end, if you watch all 75 hours of season oh, one, yeah. and if you make it all the way to the end, like we both did, you'll see that the guys who've won it, while, like, being, c- com- like, just insane levels of fitness and mm. strength and endurance and all of that, the two guys... They were not the most, you know, defined, defined, yeah. stereotypically yeah. chiseled, abid gentlemen. You're actually, you're so right. Do you know what I mean? The they one, just, yeah. you, you wouldn't yeah. look at it, look at that person and go, oh God, whip their shirt off, pour yeah. some milk on their abs, <laughs> and take photos for men's health because that's that's what pour, that's what men's health. Pour some milk. What? <laughs> she said pour milk. I forgot. I much. forgot we were recording. Sorry. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Hashtag fuck milk. But. You know what I mean? You wouldn't uh, automatically, visually yep. kind of say yep. that. But yet here they are uh, rising to the top of this group of like 100 physical um, uh, athletes, let's it's, say. It's, it is, yeah, it's just, it is mental because I would never have thought now that athletes would think like this. I just would have thought they would have been like, my sport, my sport, my sport. Yes, but the actually, results should be what I'm after, not how yeah. I look while I'm doing it. But... We are such a judgmental society mm. that way. How could it not infiltrate yeah. them? They're on show all the time. Well, like when you think about it, it's an athlete, like particularly in tennis, yeah. you have hundreds, thousands mm. of people staring at you yes. in person, on TV. And, you and know. Look, if you if you spend all your time training for a match, of a sports match, uh, you can tell we know nothing about yeah, sports. Exactly. You said match as if it was wrong. You went, like, like, a match? Uh, Is that what they call it? Yeah. <laughs> but you could spend all your time training for like the big event and maybe win, maybe not win. But chances are then the media is going to comment on your body, especially yes. if you're a woman. Uh, and if you if you lose, it's like, well, you know, let's face it, they were looking a bit flabby. They were they were a bit out of breath or whatever. And then you're going to internalize that and go, yeah, you know what, you're yeah. right. I didn't train hard enough. I could be my best. Yeah. And I now equate that with how I look. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, listen, we're going to do an episode on steroids, but you can see how the... Yeah, we're going to do an episode while on steroids. <laughs> Oh my God, we should totally do that. A bad story, it's wild. Yeah, just like, this amazing. amazing. Of course, oh. that's how everyone does it. Oh, it's so good. Um, it, it, this is now just an offshoot because it's another episode we're going to do and I, I hate that we, but it's like so hard not to bring it up in the moment when it's linked so well. I do remember reading an article one time about how for so long Serena Williams dominated female tennis, nice. just being an absolutely incredible athlete. She also had a body type where she was very muscular. Sure. Uh, really curvaceous, very muscular. She went through a lot of stuff on like the media, the oh, way they yeah. described her body. All the other female um, uh, tennis players at the time were quite model-esque. Right. They couldn't keep up with the strength of her oh, tennis. Yeah. That's what she dominated so yeah. much because the sheer, the, she didn't go after the aesthetic. She looks stunning, by the yeah. way. I'm not saying yeah, that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is this, at the time, the, the what you were meant to, like the way you were meant to appear in yeah. tennis. So the, and also because female athletes weren't paid as much, mm-hmm. the way the other women were going to make money was off modeling contracts, Nike right. contracts. Yes. They mattered more than mm. the tennis itself. Fucking hell. When you think of, I think it was, it's not Maria Shaprova, there was another. Anna Kornikova. Anna Kornikova. She never won any major title, but she was the most famous. 
And she made her money. And, and still amazing athlete, mm. don't get me wrong. Mm. But she was making more of her money through the modeling yeah. contracts. Yeah. The, blah, blah. So in a way, what's, what, what's going to help you lo- what's longer term? What's your priority? Term? Exactly. <sighs> and female athletes yeah. are always going to be judged on their looks. Yeah sometimes even more so than their talent, than their actual, like, ability. Of course. Mm-hmm. If you're going to think of your career long-term, well, where am I going to make more money? Athletes have to think about that. So it was so frustrating to me. Yeah. So that's why, like, that and Serena Williams completely not, maybe, I'm sure she was affected, do not get me wrong, but went for, I'm going to be the best at this. Fair fucking play. You know, play. fair play. Um, anyway, okay, so a few more stats about this. Um... The report found that 91% agreed that they worried about how many calories they were eating, with 19% admitting these worries occurred all the time. 53% of the athletes said they received comments about their body, 53%, while athletes receiving those comments four, uh, four times more likely to restrict their food intake. So it's 53% of people, and they were four times more likely. One said, I was deep in anorexia. Someone actually said to me, you look like a real runner these days. I was so unwell and so underweight, Ugh. yet someone felt the need to make that comment. Yeah. So you look like a real runner, a runner because you're underweight. I swear to God, some people need a slap. Anyway, <laughs> the report looked at how athletes get health information and found 4% had received specific female health informa- uh, support from national sports bodies. Only 4% spe- received specific female health support with 49% saying they looked on the internet for information and advice and all they found was here's the top 10 foods to eat during your period yeah exactly Um, anyway so I'm just going to quickly go on to an an article that I found very interesting and this is uh, involving tennis right this is from Vox um, and they did from Vox your favourite organisation my favourite organisation Vox Vox (laughs) (laughs) she has to correct me there (laughs) remember guys I can't pronounce anything even my bees so this is uh, Tucker Carlson's take (laughs) on the whole thing say Carlson he's got a good take on this yeah like he's just telling us all to just shut the fuck up yeah get Bill Riley on the show um so, basically, we don't usually hear about women's periods during the Olympics. Okay. Isn't that mad when yeah. you think about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also, I'm pretty sure I brought this up. Yeah. Uh, this was about the time I got my period and I was doing the marathon. So I just want to mention that I'm doing the marathon. Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> um, okay, I fine. did the Dublin Marathon twice. And I think I told the story, but I'm going to yes, tell it right this now. this is my favorite story of all time. So, I got my period. Like, I'm like, I just got it the day before the marathon. And I was like, ah, here. Like, I hadn't even thought I was coming. <laughs> Because actually it was around the motivation time, so it was kind of weird. So I got it, and I was like, what will I do? So I put a few tampons in the L Sports bra, you know yourself, Grant. And um, it's 26.2 miles. It's a long time. That's where tampons go in the yeah, bra. Yeah, oh, they go in my bra. Okay, okay, yeah, great. yeah. Now that's where the, that's where the period okay, happens. Great. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Like through the nipples, like breastfeeding. Yeah, I, uh, I knew, I knew, no, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. yeah, 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 of course. Anyway, I... Didn't know. I didn't think that actually running is going to cause more to happen. Right. Yes. So I went through them fairly lively. Okay. Right. Didn't have enough. About and I'd you're say, changing them while you're running. Or yeah. You're literally, just, I don't stop. I don't go into the toilet. I can't no. stop, boys. Like Connor, I'm trying to hit my personal best here. <laughs> I was a serious. Runner. Not a second to spare. <laughs> <laughs> I squatted. I pulled. Uh, Bing bang bosh, you know. Um, but like people, like runners, like pee on the side of the road right, and stuff. Okay. Like now, number twos are definitely you have to go to the toilet. But like, that's very Anyway, so I'd say I was like mile sixteen, mile seventeen. Fucking hell. 
really that's a lot yeah thanks Connor. That's, okay now I'm actually impressed uh, before I was like what you do like some little 5k or something you change your change your tampon like four times wow that's a bit excessive Grace <laughs> <laughs> I went through a, what a pack of ten did you go through she's um, just like a nature walk she's a sponsored walk <laughs> in the park so yeah mile 16 I, I was like right I need to get another tampon to cover me for the rest of the yes so anyway St. John's Ambulance was around amazing uh, they're like the first aiders to any Americans or UK listeners um, they're like you know they volunteer first aiders Two middle-aged men, right? <sighs> They're holding a massive, like almost a cartoonish, huge first aid bag, right? Full of stuff <laughs> that I'm sure they could have performed surgery on. I ran up. And, I, and as well, because like, I am like, just like this, I don't care. Yeah. Like I'm 16 yeah, yeah, miles yeah. in. I have no yeah. ability. I have no shame left. Yeah. I go up. I was like, hey, lads. And they're like, and immediately they're like, hey, okay, what's going on? What's going on? And I was like, yeah, Chris, you don't have a tampon on you, do you? And you swear I'd asked. I, you swear I'd ask for steroids. Like, you swear I'd ask for drugs <laughs> if I'd asked them for like a line of coke. The look they oh gave my God. me. They were both like, oh, no, no, we wouldn't have anything for that. This we wouldn't have anything for that. Anything for that. <laughs> anything for that. <laughs> and I felt like going, are you telling me that I could be paramedics. from any part of my body other than this part and you'd be able to help, but oh because it's this part, you can't? That's... And they actually went, no, um... There's a, one of the ladies up in the ambulance might have something. Just her personal stash, <laughs> like. Yeah. So then I ran up to the ambulance. Four people in the ambulance, two women, two men. And I, at this point, Connor, I was losing time as well, yeah. so I didn't give a shit. I literally went up and I went, hey, uh, and I was more brief. I was like, on the rag, anyone have a tampon? Yeah. And uh, again, you'd look, I, you'd swear I shot someone. They looked at me. So you were asking for a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> you know? anyone, anyone have a butt plug here yeah. I'm sorry oh, I'm, just, I'm desperate I'm hankering for, for my fix you know you, you know yourself when you're running you just yeah, need to yeah. let loose anyway so then I I go do you have a tampon anyway literally they were like gee I don't know and they were all oh, I don't have it. and then one of them goes I think I got one in my purse yeah. so she went to her purse and gave me one it took the guts of about 10 minutes and like which if you're ever running, you just know. Yeah. And anyway, then I had to run into a, an hotel, <laughs> go to the bathroom and change yeah. it because there was no toilet. Uh, but I felt like on, there was thousands of people running that day. About half of them are going to have be women or female identity, whatever, going to have like, but a certain percentage, at least a few hundred are going to have periods. So, so a few hundred women, you're telling me, or are, people su- are supposed gonna- to share... One tampon. tampon from that one, from that one <laughs> paramedic. Like, imagine we all, we all ran together. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, like, you know the way there's like fight the, over. Do you know the way there's the pacers? The pacers are like you follow the pacers who are like I'm going to be running at like yeah. seven minute mile or whatever. In fact, this is a red flag where you follow this one woman. <laughs> And you all run oh at the God. period pace, which is how many tampons <laughs> you need. So anyway. That was that year that, that happened to me. So I'm a person who's like, and by the way, I paid Dublin. Like, you pay to go into these marathon things so that you'll have certain things covered, being first aid if anything goes wrong. Uh, how is this not considered? I, I wonder if it's changed now. Because again, this was 10 years yes. ago, as you like to point out my age. Yeah. This was 10 years ago. I was about 24 when that happened, okay? So I just want to talk very quickly. So if this isn't talk, spoken here at the Olympics, it's not spoken about at all, right? So... Um, so it's not talked about much, but this was changed um, when Chinese swimming swimming phenomenon, and I'm going to butcher this name, Fu Yao He, 
okay. broke uh, their silence in Rio and brought up her menstrual flow following a fourth place finish. She said, my period started late last night, she told a Chinese journalist, and I'm pretty feeling pretty weak and really tired right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the medical community and even International Olympic Committee are becoming more comfortable talking about a number of issues around training, competing and periods, some of which can put women's health at grave risk. One particular concern as, as the number of female a- um, elite athletes have skyrocketed in the past 25 years. Researchers say women are at risk of the female health triad, which, as we mentioned before, is what REDS is about, mm. uh, that include low calorie intake, missed periods, and loss of bone density. An estimated 25% of female elite athletes report chronically missing their periods. 25%? 25%. Wow. And some analysis of ballerinas and long distance runners suggest the problem is even more prevalent mm. in those groups. The potential long-term consequence um, of this, as we mentioned before, osteoporosis, bone fractures, heart attacks, infertility, and vaginal and breast atrophy. Oh, no. Yet few athletes know about the syndrome, and even those who are at the highest risk, which means they they can often go unnoticed. Historically... Um, many of these athletes have been cleared for sport participation without appropriate evaluation, management and treatment, wrote sports medicine experts in a consensus uh, statement endorsed by the International Olympic Committee. I, so, I'd also like to just quickly shout out that uh, swimmer who got her period the night before the big race and still came in fourth like, yeah, I know, in the Olympics. I know. So it's kind of amazing, but like it must be so devastating to yep. be like, this is immediately going to impact this thing that I've been training yes, for for yep. possibly, possibly my whole life. Like how, like it's good that they're talking about it. I think it's a good kind of first step, but like, yeah, like how do you fucking, you know, what can you put in place to actually, like, help people? Well, it's about talking about it, mm. I think. And, like, you know, it's about talking about how it can affect your performance. I mean, listen, yeah. I, I, we spoke about in our personal trainer episode how I got very annoyed, the lack of knowledge of personal trainers when it came to women on their periods. Yeah. So even things like getting your personal best weightlifting, you're going to be, like, something, I think it's something like 17% less strong. Sure. We coming up to your period. Now that, again, I'm pulling that out of my yeah. ass, but I kind of half remember that stat. But your strength does vary for anyone who gets a period, people who get periods at different times. So it makes no sense to me that you wouldn't have frank conversations. And again, I understand that there might be people out there who don't want to have those conversations with their personal trainers or with like healthcare professionals. That's actually a societal thing. We have to get more comfortable talking about it. Because let's be frank, like if you're a person who's paying a lot of money at a CrossFit gym uh, with personal trainers and you're not telling them why one week you can hit a personal best or get a certain and then the next week you can't and they might be like, Are you, and, and you mightn't have the knowledge yourself. That's, it's stupid. The way we should be training has to be updated. And like, why not have this conversation? I mean, listen, like me going up to those two men, me, like trained That's first aiders, medical professionals and they looked so embarrassed. Yeah. And I was like, man, I am trying to do something here. I'm trying to complete yeah. a marathon, which to me is a big deal. Yeah. Fucking, like, get over it. Yeah. Get, you you have women, people in your lives who get periods. Don't tell me that it's that crazy. Do you know what I mean? That, like, I'd ask you for a tampon. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's mental. So, anyway, in addition to the Neville, like, I think it's, but to answer your question, it is the conversation. To hear an athlete go, I got my period last night. That's, that, 
that's like it allows other people to make that to miss say those it's things. It's crazy that that's such a big step, isn't it? That like it, in, at, at this at this time in our history, that it's like for someone to say that is a, a statement. A statement. You it's know what I mean? Three, three. It's yeah. embarrassing. Like fucking hell. Like. And even like when you think of tennis players, and I bring Wimbledon up again to wear all white, and I know it's a tradition. Mm. But can you imagine if you were on the rag mm-hmm. and you're going to go out and you're playing in front of you know it's going to be on telly. I'm telling you right now, it would be going through my head. Yeah. Because, like, you're running around. And, you know, like, in some... Um, no, this doesn't happen in Wimbledon, but it happened recently with Andy Murray. There's some place where they won't let you go to the toilet. Like, during the match. The, ath- the actual athletes. Okay. Can you imagine having the period? I mean, and, like... I, like, can I you can, imagine? I can only imagine, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if anything, Grace, I'm quite restricted yeah, in my imagination. I'll try my best, but... But that you can't go and change. Yeah. Like, these things have to be changed. They have mm-hmm. to be monitored. You know what I mean? You can yeah. wear period pants. You can wear there's loads of different things you can wear now, but like it's just not. I feel like you know. I feel like it must because obviously you know being an athlete is like one of those you know people who do like those elite athletics. It's highly competitive. You're going to mm. be a highly competitive person. Part of me imagines that like maybe you don't want people to know that you're on mm. your period. Maybe you don't want to be treated differently than say a man doing the sport. You don't want to be seen as like. Oh well, like you, you're, you can't, you can't perform. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because of your gender, so you're like, fuck. I have to like, yeah. keep this to myself and still like get through the the event oh. without getting to actually get any support about it. You know? Well, and I don't know if you saw the. No, it was a joke, but like uh, Tiger Woods, he handed another golf player, they missed something, he handed them a tampon oh, no. on the course, right? Obviously a joke, not a particularly like hilarious mm. one, but everyone laughed. And the whole thing was like, oh, you're you're a bit of a girl. Mm. Yeah. You know, like you, you it, underperformed your an girl. Yeah. It's an yeah. insult. And it's funny because you're like, so female athletes can't even talk about their yeah. periods. And then, like, uh, one of the biggest male athletes hands the tampon to... And it's not like, like you know, whatever. It's just was a small thing. Like, I get yeah. it. But it's just that thing where it's like, why is it such a joke? Mm-hmm. And, like, female athletes couldn't come out and be like, yeah, listen, had a hard time performing today. Just got my period last night. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel very weak. Yeah. Because you do. Yeah. Like, it affects things. So, in addition to negative impact... Uh, training, which it can, like it can affect your uh, training impact. And I think actually one thing I would say, because women's, like, or people who go through menstruate, um, menstruate, because your hormone levels do affect things, maybe the way we probably shouldn't be training the straight way is the the same way as people who don't get periods. Mm -hmm. Probably there could be a different way of training that would be more impactful for them because it's going to impact your training. And actually, if you understood, the more you understand your body, how can that be a negative thing? Mm-hmm. You can work with your trainer about when's best for you to to train. So anyway, um, British te- tennis champ Heather Watson attributed her loss in the first round of the 2015 Australian Open to girl things, quote unquote. These women are certainly not known. A, cer- a, cer- a recent um, survey of athletes published 51% reported their menstrual cycle had an impact on their training and performance. One hypothesis is that women can lose a lot of blood and iron during their period, putting them in an anemic state, which would reduce endurance. Researchers don't fully understand the mechanisms at play and have called for more study on the menstrual cycle of athletes. Now, I'm going to end it on this. This is a a personal story of a bikini competitor, right? Hayley Madigan. In 2015, she ate just five, 800 calories a day and worked out for 
2.5 hours a day. Oh my goodness. I know. She admits she was in a dark place mentally, but her physical health massively suffered too. Despite winning physique competitions and having a body idolised in fitness magazines, Madigan didn't have a period for three years. Oh my God. The worst part of all of it was that she was told by all the coaches and professionals in the fitness industry that this, not only was this normal, but it was okay. Think about, this is from a gynecologist now, think about uh, it from an evolutionary perspective, she said. When we were all nomadic, if you were very lean, that meant you were you were usually meant to be in a time of famine. If you were doing a lot of exercise, that usually meant you were either having to move a lot to find food or you were running away from a predator. And if you were stressed, it, pro- it was probably because of these things. So in each of these situations, the body shuts down all of the non-essential processes. Right. And and knows you're not in a position to reproduce. The last thing you want in a survival situation is to suddenly become pregnant. Exactly. Oh my God. It's, it's mental, isn't yeah. it, when you think about that. This is like um, from a gynecologist, uh, Dr. Weber. Aside from being unable to have children, Weber said estrogen isn't stimulated, so you're at much higher risk of osteoporosis, as we mentioned before. Um, it is an unspoken side effect of being too lean. Um the threshold for leanness varies from woman to woman. Um, Madigan, the bodybuilder, cites a friend who says she never lost her cycle despite being as lean as 10% body fat for her competitions. Um, Madigan believes it's more common than people let on. She's now a healthy weight and has regained her cycle, healthy and whatever that means for her. Madigan says she looks at the ripped women on fitness magazines um, but worries about their physiques due to restriction. Why are we celebrating this low body fat percentage when it's actually really unhealthy? She said. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fad Camp. As always, we want to thank our producer, Darren Lee. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to review us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Great ratings and reviews really help more people find the show and it would mean a lot to us. Make sure to share the episodes with friends and family or on your social media. Every listen helps. And we absolutely love hearing from our listeners. So please get in touch with any of your diet stories on fadcamppodcast at gmail.com. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.